chapter 3. We'll be reading quite a bit today, but I want us to get the whole picture. Galatians chapter 3. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Father, we just pray, Lord, that we'll eat of it, Lord. Father, that we'll comprehend what you have to say to us. Father, that, Lord, we'll eat the whole roll. Oh, Father, bless each one, Lord. Bless our ears and on our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. This word today in Jesus' name. Galatians chapter 3. We'll read quite a bit there. We'll start at verse 6. And we just might read, glean through the whole rest of the chapter. Galatians chapter 3, beginning at verse 6. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham? And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which were of faith are blessed with Abraham, faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident, for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but that man that doeth them shall live in them. This is the one I want us to really grasp. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And it goes on, verse 17, And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ the law, which were 430 years after, cannot disannul, that it should make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Verse 20, now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture has concluded all under sin that the promise of faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under law, the law, shut up into the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. And it goes on down in 29. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise? I kept looking at this, I guess, for the last two weeks. And it seems like it's just, it just got bigger and bigger all the time. I like what it says over in Colossians 2:14 and 15. He made a show of them openly. Now, this is talking about Jesus. 
blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us, that was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, I'm so glad today that we are no longer under the curse, but we are under the blessings of Abraham. Praise God. I want us to look at the blessings of Abraham. Then as we go on down, we'll read more about what the curses are that God redeemed us from. And I'm so glad that he did. I'm so glad that he took it upon himself that we don't have to suffer all of these things. I'm glad that he made a show of them openly. Amen? And brought redemption to us. Okay, let's look over over and... Deuteronomy, and I know you all know these scriptures, but let's look at the blessings of obedience, the blessings of Abraham. Deuteronomy chapter 28, there's a lot in there. Verse 1, and it came to pass that thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which command thee. I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations. Now, this is blessings. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Okay, here we go. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy womb and the ground and the fruit of the cattle, the increase of the kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. I'm reading out of the old King James Version, if you wonder why I'm saying all these thousand these. Amen. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face, and they shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. When the enemy comes at you one way, uh, he has to leave. Amen? When we are under the blessings of Abraham. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in the storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandment of the Lord thy God, walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. The Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers. And the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain into the land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. I tell you what, that's some blessings. That's the promises of Abraham. I'm glad today that we are Abraham's seed. We're heirs of the promise. Uh, the Bible tells us over in Peter that we're a peculiar people, a holy nation. Amen. 
We're kings and we're priests unto the Lord. And I'm so glad for that today. Amen. But the Bible says to submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil. He will flee from you. Now, hey, I know I'm standing up by faith. And I thought to myself this morning, with the battle that I have been in, uh, with the slam that came against my physical body, uh, Lord, uh, the enemy would like to make me shut up and be quiet. But, Lord, I will shout it from the housetop. Amen. Uh, your word is your word. Uh, your word is the truth. Amen. Uh, the word of God uh, is quick, uh, is sharp, uh, is powerful. Amen. Uh, the Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword, uh, piercing even through the dividing asunder, uh, a soul and spirit. Uh, oh, but it goes on uh, into every part of our being. Amen. Uh, the word of God is the truth, amen. Uh, no matter what I go through, uh, or no matter what you go through, uh, or what we've been through, amen, uh, God's word is true. God's word is dependable, amen, uh, and we can stand on that word uh, knowing that he will not deny himself. Uh, the word says, even uh, if we believe not, uh, he abides faithful, uh, he cannot uh, deny himself uh, what he said uh, he meant, and I'm so glad for that today, amen. I stand on that word, amen. Uh, you can stand on that word today. Praise God, praise God. He will not deny himself. So we need to find out what he suffered so that we'd be free from it. You know, not all things that we suffer are things that we have to put up with. The Bible says we have to resist the devil. What does the word say? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. If we don't resist, he's going to throw things at us. And we have no need to suffer all of these things uh, that he throws our way. We have to depend on the Lord. We have to resist. We have to enforce uh, the word of God in our life. And that's what this teaching is all about that Wayne's bringing to us now. Amen. Is to enforce uh, the law of God. Satan is defeated. Amen. Uh, he was defeated on the cross of Calvary. And he was defeated for you and for me. He took upon himself all of the things that Satan would like to put upon us. Amen. But he was defeated, and we have to enforce that defeat. He died. He redeemed us from the curse. Amen. And the devil's going to try to make us suffer the curse if he can. So we enforce the law of God. There's something that we can do. Amen. Uh, let's look over in Deuteronomy at the curses of disobedience and these are the things uh, that satan would love to put upon us but i'm so glad uh, that we've been redeemed amen uh, that god has moved and we're not under the curse of the law praise god all right let's look at verse 16 of chapter deuteronomy chapter 28 curse shall thou be in the city and curse shall thou be in the field curse shall be the basket and a store And the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of the land, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. And the Lord shall send upon thee curses, vexation, rebuke, and all that thou settest thine hand to do, until thou be destroyed, until thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of the doings whereby thou hast forsaken me. 
The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have consumed thee from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, with a fever, and with an inflammation. All kind of sicknesses here and all kind of disaster uh, that the enemy wants to put upon us. He said the Lord will make the rain of the land powder and dust from heaven shall it go in it we don't want to look at any more of those god has delivered us from all of those things and i'm so glad he did uh, so i know that he's redeemed us uh, he's redeemed us from all of the curses uh, but you know these things that we've been redeemed from includes poverty uh, and it includes sickness amen it includes all of these things uh, you know the word says, I would that you prosper and be in what? Health, even as your soul prospers. That's the word of God. I would that you prosper and be in health. Amen. Even as your soul prospers. Praise God. Um, whatever kind of sickness it is. Let me tell you what. Sickness is evil. I don't care how you look at it. And I know sometimes there are things uh, maybe that we could, uh, we could prevent if we tried by taking care of this physical body. I mean, I know all that, and we have to look at all that. But you know what? It's not God's will that we be sick. Praise God. Praise the Lord. It's not the cross that you have to bear and put up with. You know, there are some things that we do have to deal with, but it's not sickness. Amen hallelujah so it doesn't belong to us um temptation is not something that god delivers us from even though the word says blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he's tried he'll receive the crown of life which the lord has promised to them that love him that's found in james 1 and 12 so that's not one of the things uh, that's one of the things that we have to deal with amen and we are blessed when we endure temptation praise god the persecution the bible says that the godly in christ jesus will suffer persecution amen so i'm so glad today that God is with us. He said, I won't ever leave you. I'll walk with you, but I'll be with you always. Then affliction. Uh, you know, but I'm so glad that the word says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, what does he do? He delivereth him out of them all. The word says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 17, for a light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Amen. Then sometimes we're wrongfully treated by other people. But you know what? God's with us. First Peter said, for what glory is it? When you're buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently. Praise God. But if when you do well and suffer, you take it patiently. This is the acceptable will of God. Amen. Then reproach. Reproach. Acts 5 and 41, and they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Amen. So those are some of the things that are not, they're not under the curse. <laughs> Amen. That's some of the things that we deal with, but God has a word for us, and he has a promise for us that we will come through these things. Amen. And you know what it does? It makes our muscles strong. Praise God. It, it, it makes us strong in the Lord. All of these things. Uh, 
work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So we have to know what the enemy is putting on us and what we have to deal with and what we have to rebuke. Amen. And take authority over. Hallelujah. This teaching is going to help us a whole lot. So we're redeemed from the curse of sin. Amen. And sometimes we have to grow in these things and understand these things. That's why the teaching comes forth. Proverbs 4 and 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Health in the Hebrew actually means medicine. It means medicine. Amen. You know, we, we can prevent, as I said earlier, some of these things by taking care of the physical body. We take vitamins, we take nutrients or supplements because we really don't get what we need for this physical body in our food anymore. Amen. So anyway, if we take care of our body, take what we need, take the supplements. Amen. You know, it'll help keep our body strong and in shape. So when the enemy comes at us or sickness tries to come our way, then we are resistant to that. Praise God. So the same way with the word of God. If we'll eat the word of God, take the word of God, you know, eat the whole roll. Eat it all. Study it from cover to cover. Dig into it. See what it has to say because there's an answer for every problem. Amen. But we put just like we put medicine in our bodies, we need to put the word of God in us. That word of God, when we eat that whole roll, it'll take root and it'll produce. It'll bring forth fruit in our lives and it'll cause us to be strong in the Lord. Amen. It needs to be a part of us. I want us to look at something. Okay. Um, it's over. Let's see if I have it here. Ezekiel, this is one of my favorite scriptures, and it has been over the years. Ezekiel chapter 3. And it's talking about the Lord talking to Ezekiel and telling him to eat the roll. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. Ezekiel said, So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat, and fill thy bowels with this roll that I may give thee, that I give thee, that did I eat, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And then the Lord gave him orders to go and speak to the house of Israel. But he couldn't do that until he ate the roll, until he got that word inside of him. Praise God. So I, I really um, know that the word of God, it's life unto us. Amen. And then oh, over in Jeremiah, there's another place that uh, the Lord was spoke, speaking, and he told him to eat the roll. And he said, that words were found, and I did eat them as the word was unto me, the joy and rejoicing, now I like this, the joy and rejoicing of my heart, so I am called by thy name, O Lord of hosts. 
He said, I ate them, and they were joy and rejoicing to my heart. And that's what the Word of God will do for us. You know, sometimes we get into the Word, and it's just hard to get out, isn't it? The more we dig into the Word, the more we look into it, uh, the more we want of it. I'll tell you what, it creates an appetite. If you don't have an appetite for the Word, just take the Word of God, start reading. Get over in Proverbs. Get over in Psalms. That'll give you an appetite. It'll make you want more of it. Praise God. Praise God. So we need to eat the roll. Even over in Revelation, John eats the book. The Bible says, Revelation 10 and 9, And I went to the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it, eat it up. And it shall be in thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth as sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, it was in my belly bitter. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the word of God is sweet. It's sweet. Amen. Sometimes once we eat the word of God and we digest the word of God, you know, it does a work in us, and it doesn't always feel good. Amen? But we need to let the Word, the Word of God, have its perfect way. Praise God. I thought tonight, today we could look at that, and we could realize, hey, that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen. Um, I was looking at this, too. There's so much that I have here for you. Noah rested on a mountain called Ararat. And the name Ararat means the curse is reversed. <laughs> Amen. That's what that means. The curse is reversed. So anyway, I'm so glad that that curse has been reversed. And we walk in freedom and we walk in liberty. Amen. Jesus is that ark. And once we get in the ark of safety, inside of him we can rest on the fact that the curse has been reversed, but it's only in him that we can rest upon that fact, only in Jesus. In other words, we claim freedom from the curse because of his work in redeeming us from the curse when he was made a curse for us when he died on the cross. So today we know that we don't fight against flesh and blood. Satan used Herod to kill John the Baptist, but what did Jesus do to retaliate? He started healing all kind of people. Amen. So we have to use our authority over the spirits of, of the enemy and um, um, know that we are not of, the, of those that have lack of knowledge. Amen. Because the word of God is so free to us, your freedom, we have to know and we have to enforce it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord would lift up a standard. I wanted to share this with you just a little bit. You know, Wayne touched up on it in Sunday school this morning about Job. You know, Job had an accuser of the brethren. And I was looking at this last night, and I thought, yeah. You know, when the Lord spoke to him, he said, where have you been? He said, well, I've been going to and fro, up and down. We know that he attacked Job. He said, well, have you considered my servant Job, you know? And, and. If you want to look over into that later on, you might want to. It's found over in Job 9, um, 1 through 3, and then 32, and on down in there. But Job was saying, <laughs> I mean, he had these accusers. He had these three so-called friends. I don't know about those kind of friends. But anyway, he said, I can't answer one of every thousand questions God asked me. He's God, and I'm a man. In verse 32 of chapter 9, he said, He longs for an answer. It's, he's not a man 
that I should answer him, and we should come together in judgment. Neither is there any daysman, D-A-Y-S-M-A-N, between us that might lay his hand upon us both. See, Job needed an intercessor. Job needed a mediator. Job needed Jesus, didn't he? But back there, it was before Calvary. It's before Jesus came. It's before God sent his only son to redeem us from the curse of the law. But you know what? Job didn't have that. He didn't have a daysman that stood between him and God. Amen. That he might lay his hand upon both of them, uh, a daysman, uh, uh, an umpire, a middleman, a mediator. Job said, oh, God, you're holy. Said, I'm sinful. I need you. I can't argue with you. Uh, if you bring me to court, I can't answer one of a thousand questions uh, that you would ask me. Uh, he said, I'm a sinner, uh, and I need somebody uh, to answer these questions. Uh, I need somebody as a go-between. Uh, I need somebody uh, to bring me to you, somebody uh, who can lay hands upon us both. Uh, I need uh, a middleman. Uh, I need a daysman. Uh, I need a mediator, amen. Uh, aren't you glad today uh, that Jesus came, uh, amen. Uh, he is our mediator. Uh, he is our intercessor. Uh, he stands uh, before us and God uh, making intercession for you and I. Uh, the word says that when he went back to heaven, amen, uh, he sits at the right hand of the Father right now. Uh, and what is he doing? Uh, what is he doing? Uh, he's praying for you. Uh, and he's praying for me. Uh, sits at the right hand of the Father, uh, making intercession uh, for you and for me. Praise God. First Timothy 2, 5 and 6 says, For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ, uh, who gave himself a ransom uh, for all. I'm so glad. Amen. Uh, you know, Job, uh, centuries before the birth of the Messiah, uh, knew that he was in need of a Savior. Oh, I'm so glad uh, that we're not in that predicament today, uh, that we have a Savior, uh, we have a mediator, uh, we have an intercessor, amen. Uh, oh, how Job longed for Jesus, amen. Uh, maybe not realizing uh, what he longed for, but he knew uh, he needed somebody uh, that would stand in the gap for him. Uh, oh, somebody uh, that would bridge that gap uh, between God and man. Uh, oh, and that bridge, amen. Uh, is made of the rough uh, hewn timbers uh, of the cross uh, on which Jesus Christ hang. Uh, and he hung there today for you and for me. Hallelujah. I don't know uh, what it meant to you today, uh, but this word uh, has been so real uh, and so alive in my heart. Uh, I pray today uh, that we'll take it, uh, we'll eat it, uh, we'll digest it, uh, and let it become a part of us. Amen. Uh, would you stand with me this morning? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you today. We're so glad, Father, that you redeemed us. We're so glad, Father, that you took upon yourself all of our sorrows, all of our griefs, all of our sickness and all of our pains, all of our sin. Oh, Father, and you made us complete in you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.